Welcome to We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast, where we are a boundary-free zone. Man, and where everything goes. When I say everything, I really mean everything. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> but look, for real, y'all, let me be completely honest. One thing I hate is when another person feel like they're better than the next. I mean, we all still ain't got our shit together nowadays. Plus, life is about constant elevation. And without it, we're dead. And that's why our podcast is called We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together. Together. For real. Welcome to another episode of We Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. You know the man cave mindset? Yeah, and I'm that female bringing in that little energy, you know, female energy. We need it. All right. I'm one of your hosts, John Wayne Willis Jr. And it's your boy, KJ. What's happening with you? And I'm Manuela Cook. What's up, y'all? Yeah, what's good? Go ahead, Manuela. Go ahead and introduce today's topic for us. So today's topic today is pretty privilege versus ugly privilege. So yes, I, like I use the quotation, the ugly privilege. Now, I don't even know if there's ugly privilege. <laughs> what you say? I don't even know what ugly privilege is, man. I really? gotta figure out what that is. So, so yeah, so let's get into it. So basically, pretty privilege, which we all know the surface of. Uh, this person is attractive, so they're gonna get the upper hand over the person who is, I guess, ugly privilege. The person who is not as Attractive. Attractive to the to the majority of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, John, go ahead and mm. tell me like your standpoint. What what do you think pretty privilege privilege means and ugly privilege? I think pretty privilege is something that everybody should understand in some form or fashion, right? I think the only people that don't understand pretty privilege are the those that receive it, right? But I mean, for, for, for a regular Joe, for anybody out there in the world, we've seen it our entire lives. Uh, it's it's those that get chosen first, you know, even in school to, to lead out in projects of the line. It's the kids that get more attention than, 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 than the others, either it be through school, family or function and, and, and events. And then I don't and that's why I said for me, like when it comes to, to, to the ugly part. I don't know if I understand ugly privilege, but I, I can understand if that's something like, you know, sympathy points, right? If that makes sense to me, is what I think I would understand for like ugly, like ugly privileges. But I, I was, I would think for me, I, I, I really see that more with like people that have disabilities and things like that, where you receive more attention based on disabilities and stuff like that. So I think that's all I know right now in the sense of what I think about it. So, I mean, I have more to go on pretty privileged, trust me. But then like the ugly privilege of the part, you know, for me, that was a little different. You can go ahead and jump to Corey right okay, now. Okay, okay, I feel it, feel it. All right, go ahead, Corey. Tell me what your stance, your or your idea of pretty privilege versus ugly privilege is. I mean, to be, to be completely honest with you, when it comes down to pretty privilege, it's just based on getting the upper hand on somebody else who's working hard. Basically, mm-hmm. this other person works way harder than you do, but just because you look better, you get a little more favor. You get a little more time at work, or you get a little more time 
talking to people, having a conversation, and you get way more attention from other people, basically, than somebody else who's actually trying their hard, being consistent, and doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. You feel it. So, to me, it goes, it's, it's kind of a, a situation where you have pretty privilege where, yeah, you can get the one up on a lot of people, you can get opportunities quicker, but to me, it all depends on the situation, it depends on the industry, it depends on a lot of variations. So, for me growing up, it was kind of to a disadvantage. Mm. You know what I mean? Growing up in school. So it's like, yeah, I made a lot of friends, but at the same time, I had people who spread rumors and stuff like that. And so you felt you felt both sides there. Like Yeah, because it's it's like you have people who get jealous. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you deal with you deal with that. And then you have and your teachers, you have it where they feel like, oh, just because you look a certain way doesn't mean you're going to, you know. So they put that against you. And then you have the friends and stuff like that where they'll keep you at a certain distance compared to other people who aren't getting as much attention. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you go out with your girlfriends and stuff like that. They want to get most of the attention, so they won't tell you when they're going out certain times. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then we got, but then you have pretty privilege when it comes to the workplace. You have pretty privilege when it comes to um, the social media world as well as the celebrity industry mm. dealing with celebrities. So I think it's a wide or a plethora of situations that can happen to a person who is who the majority of people deem attractive compared to those people seem like, oh, this is regular. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So That's real. Yeah. Do you think it's harder being the ugly friend out the group than the pretty friend? No. From my experience, the ugly friend was always the more popular friend. <laughs> because to be honest, and I don't want to say ugly because I don't, I don't think, I don't. It's, all you gotta say is the least, exist, the, the, the least attractive based on social standards. Right. So they are they're usually the ones who are the one everybody flocks to or gravitate towards. That's my experience. They're yeah. the one who is like the the party. Like everybody want to go chill with them and kick it with them. Yeah, that's the ugly privilege. You know what I mean? Okay, yes and no though. I think I think it's some form, right? We gotta we gotta take it a little further back. So yeah. when 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 you look at a kid that's always being handed something, right? Mm-hmm. Versus a kid that scraps for whatever that's gonna be, by the time you guys are going out and getting hit on and things like that, like their personality trait to create attention is that right. So I think that's my story, though, right? So for you, you felt like the story for you was, oh, you know, because you, you do, you're attractive, so you look good. So people say, ooh, ooh, ooh. I say for me, I mean, as a kid, struggle, I struggled, I struggled with my weight a lot. Um, I never thought I was like particularly like great looking, but you put me in a room and you let me talk and like let people get to see my personality. I'm gonna be the life of the party, like you see what I'm saying. I think you're attractive guy, John. <laughs> I said for myself what I thought, I know, right? but I'm just saying. So, so, so for me, I'm saying I didn't think I was attractive until I became a grown man, like grown. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm saying, like I wasn't the first choice for the pretty girl in school. I wasn't. Yeah, I was. See, that's different. See, you had <laughs> the pretty privilege. I wasn't choice number one for the pretty girl in school. Like you see what I'm saying? But now that we're older and you met me as an adult, like I think women gravitate towards me because. One position I'm in, 
when they listen to me speak, things like that, right? And right. so to me, it's a, it's a package thing for me versus if me and Corey both walk in a room, automatically by pretty perfect standards, he's going to have more attraction based on his height, his build. You know what I mean? Right. Things like that create difference. I'm below six foot. Corey's six foot four. Automatically, that puts him up when it comes down to like the concept of uh, puts him up when it comes to the concept of pretty privilege. But of course, when we open our mouths, I always say, "Look, I got my fight chance, baby. You feel me?" <laughs> so I mean, it, so you look at that, and I understand and say, you know, when, when it comes down and everybody starts to work their way, pretty privilege plays such a huge role, and it's and it's fight. different, be, huh? In society, yeah, it plays a huge role in society and how like kids are formed and formulated because you'll have some kids that really get shit handed to them all the way through life until life is ready to punch them right in the face, and it's like, oh shit, like I gotta work. Right. I just realized I'm no longer the you know the pretty fisher in my pond, like because it's weird to me how like pretty kids go to college and then be feeling like they don't know what's up because every other girl from every other town. That's pretty is now at college with you. And you used to be the best looking girl. Now you real average. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you kind of see how that difference lies as, as time goes along. But pretty privilege is so steeped into me how we look at, you know, as as you said, our personality. So like even with your homegirls or your homegirl being the life of the party, that was her calling ticket. Like you see what I'm saying? So, like, for you, you walk into the room, spin around, hey, what's up? She walk in the room, party, she dancing, do whatever. And that creates that availability to have attention sway, right? Right. And so, because, you know, if everybody just shut up and be quiet, the pretty woman would always win. So, Ooh, I mean, I think that's where it comes in. Go ahead. I wouldn't think the pretty woman would, would always win if people would just shut up and be quiet. Nine times out of ten, like um, Manuela said, when it comes, it, it's beauty beholds the eye. Basically, That's real. just because I might think she's pretty, next person might think, ah, she's basic, she's average. Yeah, my type. So it's really all up to your preference, right? I, I would say that, but I think I think my only disagreement with that is that we live Maybe in a world of, we 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 live we live in a world of social norms, right? Yeah. So like. I might like thick women, right? I might, and what I mean, they got a little meat on their bones. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Some dudes might like ultra skinny, mm-hmm. but what is the industry standard of what pretty is, right? Skinny, skinny, small, whatever it might be, versus something else. So I mean, you're correct when it says you know eyes in the beauty of the, beauty of the beholder, but. You don't understand the beauty of that beholder until you're old enough to understand that other people have different interests outside of the 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 agenda, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. The agenda the, the agenda rules until you're old enough to understand that there's other things. And so I think that's kind of where that starts. Yeah, and I think the the also I think the privilege comes more so from the male standpoint when it comes to a, an attractive female. You know what I mean? Mm. But when it comes from other women, like let's talk about the workplace, for instance. Yeah. When we deal with other women who have to deal with other attractive women, you're going to have a hindrance there. You're not going to move up quick enough in the company. You're not yeah. going to, you know what I mean? You may not even get the job. 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? Now, I feel like, I feel with, like those Lifetime movies be real. Yeah, it be on point. <laughs> the Lifetime movies be real. She, it I'm not promoting real. that bitch. Who she sleep with to get here? <laughs> crazy though, bro. That's that's nuts to me, bro. Like, like but the point about it is, I feel like women go through that competition more than men. We don't really care if the next person looks better than mm. we do. Yeah, like it's more of a woman thing. I, I think I think that's also pro- part of the part of understanding competitive nature being taught to men, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you think about it. You've been in sports your life, Corey. You play football. I play basketball and baseball. Like, competitive nature was part of what we grew up. And, that, and at the same time, time, when you look at sports or being inside of organized sports, the other thing they teach you is brotherhood, right? So, okay. yeah, brotherhood and competitiveness, right? So for men, you can go hand in hand with being competitive for either, you know, something at work, some a, a female, whoever, with still keeping camaraderie at the same time and allowing it to be competitive. When I think a lot of times when, when we look at the social norms, women are taught to to be better regardless of whatever. Right. So if 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 Manuel is coming to, to work for you. But then you already have another woman that's, you know, at that spot she looking to get. She looking at her like, how does bitch get here? How she do this? Like, how can I keep her out of his eyes so that she don't get right. promoted before me type deal? Yep. And you see a lot of that um, go on with, I even will say, like, when it comes to women making friends. Like, to me, that that's one of those things that I see a lot of times, too. And, you know, I'm speaking as a male. Don't get me wrong. I ain't trying to male explain, but I know women. And. It's easy for dudes to make friends, man. And it'd be like women be struggling to make friends. <laughs> no, that, that's no, that's no joke. It is so difficult for me. Like, it's not hard for me to make a in a female associate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, we cool, we can be cordial with each other. But when it comes to anything deeper than that, it goes nowhere. Like, it is no, so no, hard. No, no. That's why the majority of my friends literally are dudes because. <laughs> it's easy for me to just like have deep conversations with them to connect with them and go beyond just the normal standard topics with females. It's always surface. It's always a hidden agenda. And it's like, why can't we just be, why can't we just have these conversations? You know what I mean? It's you looking at me sideways. You're in competition with me when I'm approaching you in a a situation where I'm just trying to kick it and be cool with you. You know what I mean? It's always a hidden agenda when it comes to females. But I, I, so I, I got a question for you. Do you think it's possible for men to be friends with an attractive woman? It's not. I don't think it's impossible. It's just when you know boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you have boundaries set, it's not impossible. Because a guy can be friend with a um, an unattractive woman, mm-hmm. and not and then say that they're friends with an attractive woman. So it's it's two different things. Like, hey, hey, that's, 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 that's another privilege, though. Like, okay, so I, I, what what I say is this: I believe that being being an adult can create the friendship, right? If I am an adult, I can be Moela's friend, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not an adult, then clearly there's other agendas that's apl- excuse me applied to the situation. But even when you look at how you choose friends. Friends are even chosen based on who looks good and who don't look good. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's it's psycho. Yo, it's psychological. Yo, it's 
So look, when when maybe when, for guys, no, in general, women choose. Yo, you ain't never seen a girl be like ain't no ugly girl in my crew. Like women be saying, I don't know if I'm the only one that's heard that shit before. Oh, no, you know, good new day. Yo, before I was married and I was calling chick like, oh, I got my boy Corey with me. You got somebody for? Oh yeah, I don't got no ugly friends. Most definitely, most definitely. What? And then you end up showing up. That's huh? her opinion, though. She's not gonna say her friend ugly. She should because why am I about to bring my homeboy to put a ball with an ugly chick? Because I see, hey, look, my friend ain't looking all that, but he's funny as hell. Yeah. Ooh. But pretty, there is so many pretty people in the world. You know what I'm saying? There's so many yeah. attractive people in the world. More so and there's than a lot of not attractive, attractive people, people in the world too. And that's something that we can't, we cannot deny that. But there's more pretty in my my view scope. And many other people too. There's more attractive people than there are non-attractive people. Like you, like if you go outside right now and go to your next door neighbor, oh, he's pretty attractive. Next door, pretty attractive. Which you side? Which side? Which side? Which side matters? <laughs> <laughs> On both sides. Nah, <laughs> I lose that one. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I guess it's all it's all like opinional. Like so, but, but, but it, it's funny though. So so it is opinionated, but yeah. it's funny that the topic for me has been talked about since the 1800s, right? So yeah. you know, as 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 we all did prep for this episode, we we saw that you had scientists in Russia studying this in like 1820, looking at why certain people had legs up and why certain people didn't, right? And it didn't really matter the circumstances or status of your family at this point, right? It matters uh-huh. your genetic makeup and, and, and how you came out. So depending on whatever status of, of, of that is, you're, you're going to have both sides of the stick. Like there's going to be a spectrum to it. Right. So I think I think I think Manuela talked a little bit about how ugly it can get by being pretty. Right. Because the normal people understand pretty privilege. Right. So it's like, oh, she's always getting chose first. That dude's always looking at her or this or that. And so they feel like they're losing out on something. So the best way to get her out of the picture is to literally get her out of the picture. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have two sides to pretty privilege. Now I always tell people, I think that you need to understand if you're socially considered attractive because then you can use that because you're attractive. Doesn't necessarily mean you don't work hard. I always tell people like, if you're not successful and you're in a, a socially attractive person, you squandered your pretty privilege. <laughs> I mean, but dude, like, think about it. If you think people really understood it, do you think that they could use it to their advantage? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, it's going to all come down to personality as well. Yeah. I mean, you can use your looks for, for so far. You mean, it goes so far. Um, now, you got to put the work in. Yeah, you gotta put the work in. You can't just be a little too though when you're pretty. Except two when you're pretty. Get the job, put the work in. Yeah, I only turned a lot of pretty women down just because their personality wasn't there for me. Yeah, and again, like you are still talking from a place of a privileged man. Elaborate how? Okay. Because I have the privilege to turn a chick down. Yes, you know we do is I have that privilege. Every dude has that privilege. Okay, no, 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 no. Every guy has that privilege. John, it's all in how you it's all in how you carry yourself, how you dress. Yes and no, yes and no, yes and no, yes. It It does matter, it does matter because what I am telling you right now, and and this is something that I'm a hold true to. 
Height is a part of privilege privilege for a man. Height is. It's a part of pretty privilege. Every woman wants a tall guy. I ain't gonna hold you more. Hold on, every woman. I said four males is a part of it. Every woman wants a tall guy, above average guy. Every woman wants to be able to wear heels with, right? Right. So right. even if me and Corey walk in, like, and I say we're friends, if we both walk into a room, he has a beard, I have a beard, he got long hair, I got long hair. I mean, I'm chocolate. He's, you know, I don't know. I can't call it what it is. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is he'll gravitate looks based on height before I would. I'm also larger in mass than he is. Like, you see what I'm saying? So so there are constructs, right, when, when it comes down to it. So for Corey to sit in a room at six foot four, his complexion, his body build, his facial structure, literally will have more women to say no to than if I was to come and sit into a room and be there. That's the truth. That is the truth of the matter. So for him to be able to say, well, I've, I've said no to a lot of pretty girls, but we have friends, me and you, Corey, have friends that we know don't get pretty women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the end yeah. of the day, what I am saying is he has a privilege in itself to even to deny good-looking women. Y'all got to agree to that. There's a situation. It's kind of hard for me to agree to it just because... Because <laughs> you come talk about you? That too. And the fact that it is... <laughs> like, most definitely. So, even though it's my body structure and my height or whatever, I feel like that really don't matter. The reason why is because I can have this body structure, this height... But don't know how to have a conversation. We are not talking about the initiality of what happens after. Okay, you're just talking about look from look. Like, uh, look attraction like, attraction is like the you. foremost in everything you do. Attraction is one of the foremost decisions that we make anytime we make a decision. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose my wife because I loved her personality at first. <laughs> I chose my wife because she looked good. Just being real, honest. Real talk. That's real, real talk. Attraction is the literal first step to anything, even when it's like making a friend. When Wayla come into the room and another girl came in the room, she's more attractive. It doesn't mean that I'm saying I'm attracted to her in that sense. But when you look at the tube, I have to scan a room. Who's going to catch my eye first, right? At the end of the day, we have to look at it the same way we look at everything else in life. There are constructs subconsciously why we have to understand that pretty privilege is real. I mean, they even since 2017 have had studies on how to break the construct of using pretty privilege to make decisions. Mm-hmm. So like if we're all bosses. If you're hiring a, a somebody, Mawailin, you have four applicants. At some point, subconsciously, the one that's more appealing to the eye sometimes has a leg up. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. to say that it's Huh? No, no, no. I used to have a position where I had to hire people. Mm-hmm. You chose and that honestly, I never looked at a person's appearance and gave them the job. I don't think that I you get the resume. Oh, and I, I think they the have person. a leg up. Like I'm a, they never let, a I'm a double take that Corey guy. Let me double take that Manuela girl. Like honestly, the men who came to apply for the position, the ones who were deemed to many as unattractive, were the ones who usually got the position. 
Too many people um, depend on their looks, thinking, oh, this is I look this way. Let me answer the question mediocrely. You know what I mean? Now, okay, don't get me wrong. If, if you're not going to have what it takes to get a job, then you can't just get the job. Yeah, but it, I, I never looked at looks first. Most of the time, I look at the paper asking the question. So when I'm I a, see you, it's... I must be superficial. Clearly. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Clearly. I got a question for both of y'all. So we have ugly privilege and pretty privilege. Now, when it comes to the black community, mm-hmm. you have it too, but you have it with the skin tone. Some people feel the lighter you are, the better you look, and some people feel vice versa when it comes down to the darker you are. Mm-hmm. It's all in, I feel like that's kind of privileged in its own way, and it's causing separation between our own community. Wow. Yeah, it's been happening for 463 true. years, 28 minutes, 32 seconds. So, like, okay. Now, uh, hold on. I mean, I'm about to break it down because when it comes to when it comes to having a color complex, right? Mm-hmm. You got to ask why it's there. We know why it's there. Most exactly. Of so, I mean, what I'm saying is, there was there was a statement I heard um, during the uh, oh, buddy, I don't know why his name is blanking on me, but the dude that did the the uncomfortable conversations with a black man, mm-hmm. and he was like, racism is you know mostly caught, not taught, right? Like how do you catch it, right? So it's literally simply as being is who who that was around you that hated on somebody that was light skinned, right? It could have been like grandma, like oh them light skin beep beep beeps always get the man, or that high yellow always da 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 da, right? Mm-hmm. And then oh girl, you know you would have had him if he was lighter. He only liked to choose the light skins, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. Or even when it comes yeah. down to the whole conversation of men with Dark skin men, this light skin men, that right. Mm-hmm. Those are two different concepts. But when when I think about the whole process of color, the color complex being brought into pretty versus non pretty, I tell people ever like what makes a rainbow pretty is that all colors are pretty in the rainbow, right? I don't care if you're light skin, dark skin, right? Pretty gonna look pretty when it's pretty, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, it it says it's not because you're lighter. And the other, it makes you look better. Nah, to me, it's bone structure, truthfully. I mean, let me not say that because now I'm about to portray, you know, <laughs> other people don't look good and do look good. But I'm just saying it really does drop down to that. But to me, like, I think I think at some point we got to figure out how to dead the color, the color complex within our own cultures. Like, because to me, that is also a real process of what look good and what doesn't look good in the sense of a choice. But see, we're starting it right now by talking about the privilege and ugly privileges. Yeah. Why is because once we break that down, we can go ahead and break down colorism. And then from there, we can target other topics and issues that we need to t- that we need to actually touch on or really hit to. All right, Manuela, I got a question. I got a question for, for, for um, Manuela starting, especially having older girls, right? How much do you worry about the viewpoint of your girls thinking what's pretty and not pretty based on like social media. We're do- we're experiencing that right now, to be honest. Ooh. Ooh. So if I could show a picture on the screen, I would. You can. So, huh? You can. So yeah. So my oldest daughter is light skinned. Mm-hmm. Like she's light. Okay. You know what I mean? And they're eleven months apart. My middle child, my daughter, other daughter. 
she's brown skin, more closer to the darker side, but she's more like okay. brown skin. You know what I mean? Okay. So they look alike, but then you have two separate shades. One who's yellow and one who's like So basically they mimic their parents in either way. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the thing is, is my daughter, my oldest daughter, I'm noticing from her just being on TikTok and YouTube, mm. she's realizing that my lighter complexion is probably an advantage. Dang. And my other daughter is saying to her older sister, oh, you're just lighter. You're lighter. You're this. You're that. And I have these conversations with them. I tell them. I tell my, I, I mostly focus on my middle daughter because I mm -hmm. tell her it doesn't matter. It's, it's all in the state of mind in the confidence you put out. You know what I mean? I tell yeah. her it doesn't matter how dark or light you are. It's what attention you bring to yourself. Because I myself, my best friend was a biracial light skinned girl with dark, long, curly hair. You know what I mean? When we went out together, because I exuded a confidence, I didn't more, I was when it came to people approaching yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all in your personality and how you present yourself. And how you carry yourself is important. Very. So if you're walking around life feeling defeated because of your complexion, you're going to look defeated. Mm -hmm. And that's why I teach her. And so when it comes to them comparing their complexion, I'm like, y'all both look alike, y'all both beautiful. Embrace the rainbow, the chocolate, and the light. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look. Hey, look. <laughs> no, for real, because it's gonna. I know it's gonna be an issue when they hit high school. Oh, your but other sister, your I oldest sister, lighter. It's it's it's, you know? it's so. I, I love that you brought that up because I think yeah. even for me, I think grown women struggle with what's pretty and not pretty based on social media, like yeah. Body dysmorphia is at an all-time high, bro. Like how people look at themselves in the mirror, like in the mirror, like yo, what what they say for the pandemic? Women was getting the the PPP loans to go get the BBL, <laughs> bro. I was like, ridiculous. I'm like, that's <laughs> sick, though. Like the the whole plane to, to to DR was like full of women with the little blood pouches on the side coming back. It's y'all's fault. That's why. Don't whoa, talk about whoa, bullshit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I blame men for that. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, bullshit. Oh, oh. bullshit. I blame men. No. Bullshit. I call bullshit. It's Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Oh hell no! Oh hell no! No. Yes. Yo, women do this to themselves, bro. Women do this to themselves. Bro, if you look at I'm it, not so saying women it to, I'm not saying women do it to themselves. Yeah, women have more to blame on, on, on this. Hold on, Corey. Women have more to blame on this than men do to women. Hold up. It's the same concept. Time well, out. Time out. Stop Don, it. You got to understand the way manipulation is in the media. You cannot ignore it. When you it's have not men manipulating y'all, though. Listen. It's not men manipulating y'all. Listen, when you have rap videos of black men, especially saying they want a girl with a big booty, big hips, and this and that, you have people like Lil Wayne. You have people like Lil Wayne saying, "Come on!" You have people like Lil Wayne saying he likes light skinned girls over black dark skinned girls, and literally have those girls in his video. It's have what you looked at Lil Wayne? And what women? He looked like a on social media. No, listen, because it's a real thing. I'm a black woman. You know what I'm saying? It's the real thing when it comes to black men. It's not who you want to marry, but it's who you lust over. And it's what black women want to be lusted by those men. Right, and so they go the, the extra mile to get the big butt, the big hips, 
the big boobs and all that stuff and risking risking their lives for it. Because yeah. those men, those women who are in the music industry are marrying those rappers who want those women. And they get the Bella. So look at Kim Bella. Who's Kim Bella? And Jules Santana from Dipset. Look at look at all these women. They're getting that. these men because of their body. If no, they, they no, body, they're not. They they getting these men because they're in the circle. They getting no, these men getting because these they're men, in the circle. They're in the circle, but this is what these men are putting out in the public on social media because that's what they want. You can't ignore that. The media Look. controls people's minds and so, what they want to do. So, 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 so my if question the music is: industry this. Changes this, if, if the music industry changed the standard on what is accepted, then you like back in the '90s when you had women who were natural wearing their braids in their hair because it was talk about talking about that good old Janet and poetic justice. <laughs> Real talk. I'm touching on that subject because it's the Hold truth. Up. Yo, I don't know. I just don't love men. men. I don't think I don't never. I ain't never seen no man to be like, oh, I need my girl ass to be that much bigger. I ain't never seen that. I'm talking about the media and what the media puts out and what saying what the standard for so black women is. You won't see that for other cultures, but when it comes to black culture, what's the standard? Go ahead, Corey. Big booty hips. You go in the club in Atlanta. What you gonna see? Real talk. Hey, well, I go. I'm not gonna put myself under under microscope, but but I agree. Black women, go ahead, Corey. So first thing first, just (laughs) because it's social media doesn't mean that we actually the ones that's actually putting them putting them uh them statements and everything out. Two, nine times out of ten, there's more females influencing the other female. Just because I say. I might like a woman with a fat ass, or I might like a slim woman, or I might like an athlete. Doesn't mean that you're gonna do it. But the fact that you seen your best friend friend got them got that ass pouncing his body, <laughs> now you want to goddamn be like, okay, you know what? She look good. Let me try it. Or this woman over here, let's do this. Or okay, yeah. I don't value myself as much, so I'm gonna start working as a stripper, get the money, get my ass fat, and now. Boom, I'm making more fucking money. Who gets the most money in the strip clubs with big booty? Who gets the most money? That's actually not true. That's not true. I'm not saying big women don't make money, but shoot, there are certain women in the strip club that make the most. Money don't always got the fattest ass in the shirt club. You got, I'm gonna put that yo, shorty, shorty's with this flexibility, shorty with the personality, shorty that creates her 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 clientele. Yo, there, there, there's a girl that I know <clears throat> who has been a stripper. Talk wow. about 30k in a night, 30k in a night. Almost Shit, her ass ain't that fat. But she got the total package. I mean, she ain't this big booty little titty. But I mean, she bang, bang, bang. But she ain't like whoa. You know what I mean? But look. But right. what I'm getting. But, but this is this is. Go ahead, Corey. So I've been going to the strip club since I was 16. <laughs> I know it ain't. I've been going since 16. My first one was cookies and cream in Alabama. Point blank. Period. When I tell you, it's not the woman who always has the fattest ass who it's makes not. the most money. I'm telling you right now. I can break it down to where it is before uh, I before I got married and all that. We'll walk in the strip club, most definitely. We'll sit down, we'll chill. The ones with the fat ass most definitely will approach. She'll get turned around. 
We're not looking for that. We're looking for we looking the scope of the scene because nine times out of ten, the one with the fat ass, she gets um, attention from other people. She gets attention from motherfuckers who don't got money. She gets the attention from everybody else. We don't want her. Nine times out of ten, the one who's making the money is the one who got the body right, the one who's doing something, the one who's over there. She really getting to it and dancing, and she's not really out there trying to throw herself around. You'll catch her throughout the scenes. So it's just certain ones. That's okay. Maybe that's true. But this is the point I'm making. In the early 90s, before the whole women, how whatever was changing, mm-hmm. how did women look? Nah, like, I don't disagree, right? No, no, no. Ask my question. Ask my question. Yeah, they, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were natural and proportionate. Exactly. First, first, now, first, first, listen, yeah, though. Listen. Fire. Like, hold Hip-hop. up. Okay, so, so time Hip- Listen, hold on. Hold on. Because it, it doesn't just go towards black women and just um, how black men view them. It goes in this the industry in general when it comes to the standard from the industry and the media, from modeling and how they body shame, once you be skinny and all this stuff, to even to the music industry. When it comes to music industry dealing with black culture, what they put out is what they wanted to have, want, want the change to happen, was the big, the big booty women. The big hits. Now, when that started being, when that started being the for the forefront in music videos, what started happening with black culture? But you want to so, know why that, that happened? Is because who, a lot who, of who, run, who runs the music industries? Time out. Who white who, people? Time out. I'm, I'm gonna ask again. Jewish people. <laughs> who runs the music industry? White Jewish people. Now, thank you. Now, hold on. So last week I had a rant because yeah. I don't believe. And not holding our people accountable, right? Mm-hmm. And yet again, when it comes to black women and 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 their ability to to find out how to love themselves, either it be their 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 bodies, their hair, makeup, lipstick, whatever it may be. Like I'm not saying that y'all can't wear that, but what what I am saying is I just need the narrative to change that men created created this as a thing. The people that have control over media created this as a thing. So white, no time. time yes, stop, hold have. on, hold on, hold on. Let me just finish my point. Let me finish my point. Okay. So you look at those who are putting that out there. Like you've heard countless times again that there's been other people in music in the music industry that's like I ain't gonna do that, right? Well, then you're not gonna have a hit single. You're not gonna be on BET. You're not gonna be on on TRL and all that other stuff that where they're showing these music videos. But at the end of the day, if all of our women came together and told other women that this is the standard of beauty, where you know, being who you are, doing all that, you don't uh-huh. have to go out there and get that BBL. I don't, like that. That. I don't feel like that would happen. We have. I don't feel like that would happen. We have women doing that. We have women in higher places telling black women, "You don't need to do that." But who controls the industry? Men. Right now, the Instagram models. Be honest about it. The Instagram it. models is controlling it right now. So the look, Instagram models, everybody sees some girl who live in an apartment and ain't got no furniture taking photos of her fat booty and getting 500,000 likes, right? Right. Or getting caught up by Drake. Don't get me wrong. But ain't none of these wives, bro. Ain't none of these wives. I'm talking about from the beginning on how it started, John. That's where I'm coming from. What was the cause, the core cause of all this to happen? Because a lot of plus-size women were getting pushed away. If you look at it, it started off with slim critique models. Miss America, Miss United uh-huh. States, all of that. All of them were slim and critique women. Then you had a whole category of other women that were plus size. 
Yeah. That's why the the in society everything switched and changed and went the other way. Because you had so many other women that were not fitting those qualities that now you're losing out on money because now nobody's watching. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's caring. They're more focused on okay, let's see what's over here on this other side. And that's why everything blew up to this way. But it wasn't because of men, it was because of the money. The money is what controls everything. The money started the narrative for everything else. They lost money in one area and put it towards another. I think I think I think one of the things that that I'm seeing is that we we can't we can't we can't say that what one man wants is a creation for all men, right? So you talked about Lil Wayne earlier, right? And I, and I don't disagree. Like I remember when Tip Drill when, when Tip Joe dropped, Tip Drill was a shit. I need a tip through. I need it ain't your, you know what I mean. So when tip Joe dropped, like I remember, I remember first seeing it on BT Uncut. I was whoa, big booty, everything. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. But then as I like started like courting women myself, like I didn't care if you had a ginormous butt. I cared if you look good. I care if I walked in the room, all my boys would be like, "Damn, how he get her." And that was and that was everything. That's face. That's standpoint. But I mean, but it's not just me. I'm a regular. I'm a regular guy, right? And I hang out with regular guys. Oh, every everybody thinks they're gonna end up with a rapper. Everybody thinks they're gonna end up with a ball player. The point I'm making is, you can't be blinded by the fact or naive to the fact that media influences people. That's why media exists. And I agree. Let's go back in history. All right. Sarah Bartman. Who's Sarah Bartman? Do y'all know who Sarah Bartman is? No, tell me. Fill me in. Sarah Bartman was born in in 1789, right? Mm -hmm. She died in Paris on December 29th, 1850, at the age of 26. She's the black woman from Africa who was on display because of her body. Her body was so, like, her butt was huge. Like, her Mm -hmm. her breasts were huge. Like, she was a, we consider BBW. You see what I'm saying? And she was literally put into a circus. She was on display because mm-hmm. her body was so extravagant or plumptuous, exactly, yeah. compared to the other women. Mm-hmm. And so be her being on display after she died, her body parts today is still on display in a museum. You understand what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying on how black women has always been told how they should look or what mm-hmm. was more attractive. White men literally had sex with her over and over and over again. She has so many diseases from men having sex with her. Like her body, her private parts became distorted because of that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so now what we're still going on today. Men or white men? When no, she's saying it's white men. Well, I'm saying because back then because slavery was white men. Hold on a second. I'm let saying it go, let right, it go, let I'm it going go. back in history. So right mm-hmm. now I'm talking about white men. Mm-hmm. Black men understood back then. Black men understood what they had. They didn't have to show it out. You see what I'm saying? They appreciated the woman's body, no matter her size. But like I said, the white men, just like in the music industry today, we have white Jewish men. But we cannot not hold black men accountable for allowing these white Jewish men to put our bodies on display like that and tell black women what is beautiful and what is more desired. Because right now, the black men want to have sex with those women. White, black women want men to lust after them. You see what I'm saying? We want those men to want us the way they want those other women. When they walk in a room, they have all their attention. White, black women want that. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you have such 
when you have the media putting black women in those predicaments, it's them saying, oh, let me go get my butt bigger. Maybe I'll grab a guy like that, too. That's the reality of it. Maybe you don't want to see it or it's the reality of it. Yes, I do blame black women for allowing that stigma to make to make their decision. But we can't ignore the fact on where it started. So, so that's all I'm saying. So I, I don't disagree with anything that you just said. <clears throat> what, what I think that the issue lies in is that you're asking black men to say something that they've already been saying, right? But the only really. hold on, time out, time out, time out. The only uh-huh. difference to me is that it's which black men it's coming from. So right. if this was coming from the Little Waynes and the Drakes and the and, and, and the kind the whoever's hot rapping, right? Whoever right. got the people in the if it's coming from them, then you feel like that's okay because black men are now saying it. But what I am telling you is the everyday black man, the black man that comes home to y'all, the black man that makes sure that your bills or you got insurance to pay or whatever, that the people that are here, the workers, the guys that are just in your vicinity are telling y'all that you don't need that shit. And I think at some point that we keep looking for people that are out for money to Mm -hmm. be the factor in which helps us to make decisions. Right. They're not going to do that because guess what? That whoever's running that industry is paying them millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? Right. So they're going to keep doing what they got to do. Big booty, big booty, big booty. Or do whatever you got to do to make that money. So what I'm saying is when it comes to the men that I know, that I go to the gym with, that I see daily, that I talk to, nobody out here telling any woman to go get no BBL. Or I care if a woman get BBL or none of that shit. So my point of saying that is that I know for a fact, being a man, that men do say that you don't need that. That's not necessary for us. We're not asking you to be out here like this. But at the end of the day, we keep saying that media, 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 but we're not holding what's accountable. At the end of the day, media is going to do what it takes to make money and to also run and run their agenda. Mm-hmm. So at so at some point, we have to say, well, what are black men saying, right? And if the whole or the majority of black men are saying that, hey, we we telling y'all y'all don't need that. We telling y'all don't need weave. We telling y'all we don't need y'all to be in all this different stuff for the standard of beauty. Then you know when are we gonna listen? Because I ain't gonna hold you most definitely. I tell you, all right, go to the gym. Fuck a BBL. Go to the gym. Do hit, some squats. Yeah, you hit them squats, baby. Deadlifts. Lift some weight. <laughs> Get your ass right. That BBL going But not it's, it's not it's not it's not it's not instant gratification though. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not it's not three 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 weeks you up and about with a big booty now, you know? Right. <laughs> so I mean I, I definitely I definitely agree that pretty privilege is something that has to be watched, right? I think I think that that's where 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 I think I want to bring this to now is like we definitely have to watch it, but it's not all bad. It's not all bad because I mean, truthfully, regardless of what time in history that we are going to go through, you are going to have people that look better than other people. I, I mean, it's just oh, yeah. it's it's part it's part of the process of being human. But at what point are we teaching confidence and and different things like that? Because even uh, through some of the studies that I've read, you know, pretty people usually are taught confidence earlier because, you know, they're having or given more attention uh, and things like that. So I think the concept of teaching confidence for every kid 
that's growing up, it's, it's going to play a different factor. We all get it differently. Like I well, said, you know, for, go ahead. I, think, I think that's a little different. Uh, my understanding, I was taught most pretty people are the most insecure ones. The reason why is because it's something about themselves that they don't agree with, that they feel like, okay, I should look better this way or I should look this way. A lot of pretty people feel like they don't look as pretty as everybody else try to make them feel. I think a lot of pretty people are, are uncomfortable with being told that they're pretty. That is true. I don't think that a lot of people, a lot of pretty people are, because I, I got to tell you, pretty people feel the privilege, right? And at that point of feeling the privilege, you know, there's something that, that knocks in them eventually and says, shit, I just realized, like, I've gotten more than this person because of this. And how do they really look at me or how, or how do they view me, right? And so you'll start to see that a lot more than, than saying that, hey, you know, there's something wrong with me because you're getting this. I think, I think it's hard for people to deal with, deal with the tension. It's like, it's, like when you, it's like when people win the lottery and they want to duck off and hide away from the world because you don't know how to deal with the attention that people are going to come your way, right? Well, or, are people, or people know you got money. You see what I'm saying? Then everybody asking you, you know, to to spare a dollar or two for some shit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, attention attention is something that that's that's hard to deal with within itself. And being pretty brings a lot of attention. That's also another thing I tell for women who want that big butt, right? I'm like, you're not ready to handle attention that come with that shit. Like these these women have prepared for it their whole life. Like they've <laughs> had that shit since twelve. And you trying to go at twenty six. Or thirty and get a oh, big booty. You ain't had one your whole life. Like you're not ready for that life, bro. You're not ready for that type of attention that come with that. Like you got to be ready for the attention that's going to come your way when you start doing a lot of this stuff. And I think a lot of people just are not prepared to handle that attention. So like you see a lot of good looking women that seem in- insecure because they don't know how to deal with the complete barrage of attention. Like I look at what you call it right now. Like talk about like current event, Brittany Renner, how she coming out with every video right now. It's like, oh, stepdaddy, oh, this yeah. and oh yeah. Like I mean, I'm like, yo, you ain't post this much in like a year and a half, bro. And now you you want to talk about, oh, I'm looking for stepdaddy season. And now like, oh, you oh, you wouldn't be talking about me. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like, yo, get over this shit. Like you knew you knew you knew what was coming your way when you did what you did. And I'm just saying, it's just one of those things. Like, you got to be prepared for whatever you do. Like, so, like, take it to business. If if your shit hit and you're not ready to fulfill orders, then you might F up. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, if your shit blow, like, your shit hit that viral or whatever, and you got 20,000 orders, but you ain't have your order cap on to say what's sold out or what's not sold out, and you look at yourself like, how the hell am I to fulfill the next 15,000 orders? Like you gotta be ready and prepared to deal with attention that comes with all of this. And and I think that's something that pretty people are not prepared for, especially those that become pretty later on, too. Cause you know, everybody knows you got to glow up. I wasn't huh? always, I feel like I wasn't always like yeah, like when I hit high school, that's when it's like you start maturing. You got that glow up. Like that. I, was <laughs> she like, I was like the, the swan, went from yeah. ugly duckling to like <laughs> Nah, I mean, but I, I think that's real though. Like you think about it, like the girl had the braces, the big glasses, you know, was all stick figurey. She right. had, she she done hit high school, came back from the, that summer's like whoa, <laughs> 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 what I know, like you know what I mean. And yeah. so like, but then you're not used to the attention of being the pretty girl. Like you see know what I'm saying? You're not used to the attention of of being that guy after you hit that growth spurt, right? 
you're not used to the attention of always being on somebody's mouth, right? Because we 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 gotta say that you can't you can't deny that that's part of pretty privilege, right? Somebody got something to say about you, either good or bad, right? So I think I I finally understand what ugly privilege is. It's it's, it's the dark side of pretty privilege. What do you mean? <laughs> it's the dark side. So I don't I don't know necessarily if there's an ugly privilege in the sense of the word, like literally. Right. But what I think that there's a dark side to being pretty, and that could be considered ugly privilege, right? Like yeah. all the stuff that comes with it, like people hating on you because they're not what you are, or you always got to be better than somebody else. Otherwise, they can't wait to talk about you. Like, I think that can be considered that for me because, like, when I think, like, you know, I said in the beginning, like, I couldn't think of what ugly privilege was. Right. And I think that's something that that is. Yeah. I do. I think I, I, I want to run this episode for a part two. I want to run this episode for part uh, two. I think there's so much that, that comes into this, though. Does, I think there's so, so much that it comes so into this. It does go deep. I don't even think we scratched the surface of how much research that has been done on this subject alone just in literal the position of raising kids. I when yeah. I read that shit, like that shit blew my mind, dog. But it but then like I realized it was true. Cause I mean I remember seeing it as a kid. Like I, I I can vividly remember that there are people I do not talk to this day, and I'm 34, and how people talked about them when we were 12 and 15 or 12 and 10, right? Like this girl was the prettiest girl ever. And like niggas just wanted to be with her. She was gonna be the it girl. Wow, like right, like you think all that. I, I remember that now at thirty four, and it's still half. I can't remember half the shit from back then. <laughs> if I can remember that, like right, but so you can remember seeing pretty privilege in uh, in effect, and I think that that's interesting. Um, how 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 do you think you want to you know close it out, Manuela? After talking about pretty privilege, what what are a few things that you you would want to hear from us about that subject now? From it? No, just from me and Corey closing it out. Oh, um, so I don't know. I mean, y'all touched on so much in regards to in regards to it. Yeah, and um, your point of views and stuff like that because you gave your certain point of view when it came to ugly privilege, yeah. and Corey gave his point of view when it came to pretty privilege. But at the same time, your wives, how did you choose? <laughs> like, there you go. That's a good question. That's a good question. Go with it. Go with it. Like, he ain't, he gonna choose, he gonna make sure his wife beautiful. But what about, what about you, Corey? Because <laughs> your wife is beautiful. Most his wife is gorgeous. Like, right? He can't even yeah. say shit. Look at her. <laughs> He's like, no, so, that's that, that's that. look, hold, Corey, Corey got that pretty privilege. You don't want to talk about it, though. Go <laughs> no, <laughs> My conversation skills is crazy. Oh, next thing I do want to say, too. Um, Watch our Patreon. Reason why is because if you want to know how to get a pr um, pretty privileged chick, I teach teach you how to get one. Same way I teach you how to get a pretty privileged. Most definitely. Same thing with female females. If you want a pretty, 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 pretty I'm gonna teach you how to get one. It's Just be an asshole. That's, that's that's how you get those women. Just be an asshole. Okay. So, 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 so what I did was, no, we not. No, don't do not jump into the conversation. Uh. -uh. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So look, this is exactly what I did. Straight to the point. Real cut and smooth. Most definitely, I said she was pretty, and I left it at that, and I walked away. Waited to about two more days. Came back up there. Said, "Hey, how you doing?" We had a little conversation. She said, "What's your name?" 
I said future. She said, why? Why future? I was like, because that's the only, I'm the only thing you're going to see in the future. I'm the only thing that you're going to see. <laughs> no. Look at him. You better play this into the episode for her. You better play it. Got her off rip from me. As soon as I got her off rip, that was boom, point blank period. But it's not, so it, it, for me, it, it's your conversation skills. If you got great conversation skills, it don't matter if you're pretty or not. You can pull whatever woman you want to pull. Hey, look, I've been doing I actually actually played mine too, bro. That's funny, right? We had a class together. And uh, I told her to wait out of class one day because, you know, we are finishing up the final. I ended up coming out and she thinks I'm about to get her number. And I was like, oh, man, how'd it go for you? She's like, great. Well, all right, I'll see you around and walked off. Most definitely. That's how you do it. <laughs> okay, you know, we next time you see it, like, oh, now I need you. Because mm-hmm. she can't believe that she got played. So, I mean, it's real, though. It's real. That's, that's how you get a pretty woman. I swear to But that's how you get a pretty woman. It's real, You got to, you, you, you have to. You have to put her in that space where it's like, oh, shoot, he has more choices than me. Because pretty women Uh-oh. really don't think other niggas got other choices. That's real. Yeah, you got to be confident. Like, eh, you want me. Well, mine. So, I don't uh, say, how did you do yours? <laughs> well, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> mine, oh, the way privileged. mine came at me. Pretty privilege. Huh? Say, say it again. Say, say pretty privilege. No. He came all pretty for privilege. you. Huh? He said you said he came all for you. Pretty privileged. Nah. So what what how the way he approached me was he asked he was doing riddles on Facebook. And he asked me a riddle. And I was I was getting the riddles right. So the way he got me was if you get this one riddle right, I'll take you to breakfast. Oh so I got the riddle right. And he was all the way in Cleveland. I was in Atlanta. He literally drove from Cleveland. To Atlanta, and we went to IHOP. <laughs> Damn. IHOP. So yeah, he's better how, than me because I would have been driving. I would have been driving from no Cleveland to Atlanta. So, <laughs> how do you know the answer was right? He just was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you got it right." And just pulled up anyway. Well, I was smart. First oh, of all. oh I, okay. I knew him. Wait, what the two year old horn though? Right. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's how it happened, and then, but. I just made a long story short. So it wasn't just like right away. I made him I made him wait a year. So that's how it was. Uh, shit. The year would have been too long for me too. <laughs> it was less than a year, but it was around a year. I was already involved, so it had to be like Nah, oh, oh, you oh, that's gonna be a whole Patreon episode. <laughs> I know what y'all just heard us say. I said nothing. Oh. Nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> Patreon, here we come. Definitely on our Patreon, y'all check it out because I am. Gonna Look, it's coming soon. We're gonna drop it. This this is gonna be, it's gonna be too much fun. It's gonna be too much. Yeah, fun. definitely. Yo, look at that. Right, right at the market today. Fifty eight oh eight. Call, call, call me the Don Juan of uh, timekeeping <laughs> out here today. Yeah. All right, I will say this has. Been another episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, this is the Man Cave Mindset. Hit it. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, no, you my will. With the person. it with the female sass for me. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm always bringing the female sass with that energy. You know, I'm everybody's, I'm everybody's best friend, basically. Everybody's best friend. Look, it's been amazing, y'all, yet again. We're going <laughs> to highlight y'all next time, all right?